Welcome to Business Resilience Decoded from Disaster Recovery Journal and its Fallus Business Resilience. Now, here's your host, Vanessa Vaughn. Welcome to Business Resilience Decoded. I am your host, Vanessa Vaughn, the Founder and Resilience Officer of Espalis Advisors. We have a great guest lined up for you today speaking on the topic of building an engaging program. Let's jump right in and meet our first guest, Tracy Forbes-Rice, the Vice President of Customer Engagement at Fusion Risk Management. Tracy, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. Thank you for the invitation. (laughs) So can you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and what got you into the world of business continuity? Absolutely. So I have been working in this industry for about 20 years now. Primarily started off my career in business continuity on the product side. And that's evolved uh, very quickly into the customer side of things, which leads to my current position at Fusion Risk Management, where I lead the customer engagement program. And it's probably, I would say, one of my favorite jobs because I get to work with some really great clients, some global clients, bring them together and build communities around the world. I lead a program where we have user groups in different cities. So I get a lot out of uh, working with our clients, uh, contributing to their success and helping them build really engaged programs. So can you describe what an engaging business continuity program looks like? Sure. <laughs> Building an engaging program is a, is a really relevant topic, I think, in, in today's business continuity world. If I were to say to someone, how does your program look? How can, um, how can it become more engaged? Then I would say, you know, is business continuity embedded as a culture? and weaved into the fabric of your organization today. Building an engaging program starts with aligning your program with the company mission, the company goals and objectives. You really have to go to the top and look at what does my organization do? What does my organization um, look to drive and, and strive to do on an annual basis? And if you can align your program with those goals, then you're going to be contributing and delivering value at the right level. So all of this is building executive buy-in, executive visibility, and ultimately it gets the business continuity team a seat at that table and involved in strategic decisions at an organization level. Tracy, you're absolutely right. We're actually working with the client now and that's been the point of conversation is how do we align the corporate strategy to the value so that we make sure that we're in alignment. So what advice can you give our listeners so that they can go back and build a more engaging program? The first piece of advice I would give is it starts with you. And if you can take away something that's going to, that you can put into action tomorrow, then you're going to make a difference. You're going to start to move that needle So take a look at your own career, your own profession, and evaluate what certifications you have to date. How could you grow out your resume? How could you uh, study further, become more certified in the industry? That's certainly a way to move the needle. Also, how can you get involved in more local organizations or different industry conferences that are available to you. Increase your networking, become an active part of the community. 
often when you become a participant, when you become a contributor, you will actually in turn get that value back and be able to leverage that for yourself. When it comes to community, it really takes a village, right? And so if you can affect change yourself, then that as a culture will start to grow and it becomes not just one person, it becomes a team of very strong, educated, collaborating individuals. Often what I have seen is I've seen different specialized user groups form in terms of industry verticals or in terms of just their their locality, and there's a lot of strength in numbers. This can help, I think, evolve your program within your organization. I think it can affect the culture of your program. We often see culture improve over time through uh, careful feeding and nurturing. And in turn, you're going to be not only uh, helping to evolve us as an industry, right? So it's going to take you, your organization, but also you're going to be a big contributor to the evolution as our industry as a whole. Awesome. It really sounds like engagement requires for you to be coachable and for you to never give up on your personal development. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So how does engagement tie into an organization's brand reputation? Well, brand reputation, as you know, has become one of the priorities when it comes to looking at your business continuity programs, especially now because it's a reality that we all live and operate in a digital world. And so your brand reputation at 8 a.m. on a Monday can be affected very quickly at 8.05 just through uh, social media and technology that's out there. So as far as brand reputation goes, I really think it's important to position yourself, your program, your organization as a trusted partner. You know, our vendors, our customers, anyone who interacts with you as an organization wants to look at you as a trusted partner. Will you be there for me both in and outside of a crisis? Tracy, you talked a lot about engagement, professional development, getting involved at the local level. What other ways are you engaged in the business continuity profession outside of your everyday career? Yeah, well, uh, 20 years in the industry, I I consider myself uh, (laughs) to be extremely fortunate to have had the career that I've had. I've had an opportunity to work with some of the biggest and best throughout my career. And not only have I tried my best to uh, help organizations along the way, but also taking the opportunity to learn myself. I think it's really important for all of us to acknowledge that we we always have more to learn and always be willing to listen through through all we're doing. Uh, So I'm very fortunate to be involved with DRJ. I'm on the editorial advisory board. I serve there as a board member. Uh, It's just just been um, around two years So I also chair the Career Development Committee uh, as part of the EAB. And this has been uh, something that I have really enjoyed because I'm very passionate about career development and I'm very passionate about this particular industry. Uh, So we have several initiatives underway right now. We're launching a book club where we're going to uh, encourage our readers and our, our membership 
to get involved and read a book and then um, blog about that book and have some interaction online on, on the DRJ blog. This is something that uh, we've had several discussions about where we're not going to focus on the very uh, hard and fast, uh, heavy crisis management, business continuity, ITDR. We're also going to open up our professionals' appetite to developing their soft skills. And so the first book is called Attitude is Everything. I read it. It's a really quick read. It's really light. It's really, really fun. And I think anyone who reads it is going to put that book down and go, wow, I can really look at things differently tomorrow, right? Not just in my career, but in my personal life. And it will put a little bit of spring in your step and, and you know, make you feel like anything is anything is possible. We're also going to be uh, inviting some professionals in the industry to come and share their story uh, through a career spotlight. You know, we come across many different people in this industry. Today, most people did not enter into uh, business continuity as a career. They either fell into it or their journey took them that way. However, many are very accomplished and have really great stories. And so DRJ will be conducting those interviews and publishing out those stories. I feel like that will be very inspiring and motivating for others in the industry. And then finally, one of the most exciting initiatives we're undertaking right now is building out a mentoring program. And this is near and dear to my heart. I think if you walk through the halls of DRJ, we're going to see many different individuals here, uh, different um, different genders, different um, generations, you know, different ages of folks. And I think whether you're in um, a mentor or a mentee capacity, I think we can work together as a community and um, help each other on our career journeys. So something very exciting. We're looking to uh, to launch that. Yeah. So what sparked the need for the mentor program? Um, I, you know, I don't know if it's so much of a need as it's our passion to give back and to evolve this industry. I think there's so much experience out there in our industry. If you look at the dynamics of, of those who are involved, um, traditionally we have our ITDR professionals who, who were uh, focused on technology, grew into that space, and now they're looking at retiring, right? And so we have a younger generation coming into this industry very often by choice because now you can get degrees and masters in business continuity and risk management, which is fantastic. And so this is really an opportunity to give back and to invest in the future. That's fantastic. I talk a lot about the workforce that's leaving and the ones that are coming in and just the importance of pouring back and making sure that this new workforce is equipped (laughs) to actually do the job of the professionals. So what advice do you have specifically for women that are in the field of business continuity? You've been in the industry for over 20 years. I'm sure you've seen the demographics change quite a bit. What advice do you have? Such a great question. I remember my very first DRJ show. I remember being probably one of a handful of women in a massive ballroom of men and thinking, oh, wow, I'm really, I'm really a minority in, in this industry. And it's not like that today. 
I was having a recent conversation with Cheyenne Marling, who previously with BC Management, now with Firestorm, and she's done some surveying on this. And uh, that dynamic is changing. And I think there's, I think there's like a majority, a slight majority of women are choosing to enter this industry as a career, which is really fantastic. And I, I really think that that's an opportunity. What I like about that is I think that there's more opportunity now for women in this industry. If you, um, if you look around and you look at some of the, the larger organizations, you'll see that business continuity is evolving into resiliency, that resiliency now incorporates integrated risk management, right? And so as an industry, we're evolving very fast. As an industry, the ownership of programs is changing and it's moving more into the risk field. Now we're seeing chief risk officers as owners of the program and we're seeing women move into those leadership and executive positions. Very well earned and very well deserved. So the world is our oyster, right? And, and that makes me, that makes me very happy. So it makes me um, all the more passionate about putting together all these different programs that can help women enter the industry and move up. Absolutely. Fantastic. So you have lots of moving parts. You're on several different boards. How can our listeners find you so that they can stay engaged? Uh, trains, planes, and automobiles. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> uh, so I can be found on LinkedIn, uh, Tracy Forbes Rice. I can also be found on Twitter, T Forbes Rice. And I can also be found via my Fusion email, which is trice at fusionrm.com. Fantastic. Well, there you have it. Thanks for tuning in to Business Resilience Decoded with the Disaster Recovery Journal and as Flawless Advisors. Look out for future episodes. Business Resilience Decoded is produced and edited by John Seals. For more information, visit drj.com slash decoded and asfalasadvisors.com slash decoded. Write to us on Twitter at drdecoded. decoded.